Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. there had been many traditional ways to celebrate Christmas. With songs, with gifts, with family and friends. This year, there's a new way. Ho, 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 Vern. With Ernest. <laughs> Ernest P. Worrell. He's back on the big screen. You know what I mean? Back to Save Santa. Santa's in the slammer. Look at those beady, twinkling eyes. Back to Save Christmas. <laughs> Back to save face. You dead meat. That's life for you. Isn't she a doll? <laughs> Ernest P. Worrell. Mr. Funtai. In the mission they said couldn't be done. On Comet. On Cupid. On Donder. In the movie they said shouldn't be done. Welcome to Rewatchability. It's the podcast where we rewatch old movies and see how they hold up. This Christmas season. Oh. Oh, Christmas tree. Oh, okay. Christmas tree. No, that's a bit much. Na, 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 we na, talked about the not singing. This is for your own music podcast. You can't sing on... This one is about movies. I thought I was just going to start with, like, two solid Christmas carols before I get into this one. <laughs> just like the movie that we're talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> it is Christmas. It was, well, yes. If you're listening to this in a timely manner... <laughs> I think we're going to release this a day early so that you have it in your hot little paws on Christmas morning. Right. No, it's like a stocking stuffer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Something that you'll be a little bit disappointed in. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> like anyone who stuffs their stocking. <laughs> You're like, oh, But uh, before we get into that movie, before we get into the movie that we're going to talk about, we should mm-hmm. first thank our Patreons. Those are our Santa Clauses, the ones who come down our chimney every month and give us... You're making it sound weird. (laughs) It is a little bit weird. Yeah. (laughs) But they give us a little bit of money, and that helps us keep the podcast going, keeps the lights on, as we sometimes say. And this month, they're Christmas lights. (laughs) We use more power in December. (laughs) They're LED lights, okay? Yeah, it's still... It's a little excessive, it's true. Conserve. (laughs) Yeah, but in in return we give uh, we give the people gifts. That's the, right. The, the Patreons we can uh, sometimes we have a, an extra podcast just for Patreon. That's right, That's and extra. they do get the podcast early and ad free. Yeah, so uh, there's a lot to unwrap if you go to Patreon.com/slash Rewatchability. That's clever. I think very Christmassy. <laughs> I hope so. But this week we're talking about 
Ernest Saves Christmas. Oh, man. This is like a quintessential Christmas movie if there ever was one. It is. It is, I mean, Miracle on 34th Street. A Christmas Story. It's a Wonderful Life. Ernest Saves Christmas. I w- Ernest Saves Christmas blows all of those out of the water and <laughs> crushes them and destroys them and makes them unmemorable. <laughs> Fuck you, Jimmy Stewart. We have Jim Varney. Also, like, you know, the plot to this was co-opted by the Santa Claus. That's right. Fuck Santa Claus. Fuck Tim Allen. And you know what the most fucked up thing is? I don't. Tell me. They had to work together in Toy Story. (laughs) Slinky Dog and Buzz Lightyear. Uh, Slinky Dog should have bit him. Yeah. Yeah, just for stealing his his IP. (laughs) But Ernest Day's Christmas, it is one of my favorite Christmas movies. Oh, really? I have to admit. When did you first see it? You, You were like a little kid? I was a little boy. (laughs) It was Christmas morning. Really? I don't know. I don't really remember the first time that I saw it, but it's one of those things that we had taped on a tape with two other movies, like in super long play mode, and we would just watch it every Christmas. And my family, we loved Ernest. Oh, yeah. Ernest, you know, he was wholesome so that my mom could get behind him. Right. But also, he was sort of wacky. Like, like he, sort he was of, so weird. So weird. The kids liked him, too. Yeah. I mean, I, I really enjoyed the Ernest mm-hmm. movies up to a point. Like, I can't really tell what happened, whether they got bad or whether we were just like, okay, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like Ernest Rides Again was like my out. I was like, no more. I can't do this. He's on a cannon. Well, this is the thing, is that I... I saw someone's after that. Ernest Whoa. plays basketball. No, no, Ernest goes to Africa, which I'm sure does not hold up. Oh, God. It's just like Ace Ventura 2. It's, it's bad. He just like, you know, be. he cannot hold down a career. Oh, man. Jim Verney has my birthday. Does he? shared he? a birthday. And I loved Ernest when I was a kid. So You'll I... probably share a death day, too. Oh, my God. Why would you wish that on me? I, that's you know, horrible. It's just how those things work. Jesus, that's not in the Christmas <laughs> spirit. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's all right. Well, he died in the past, Blaine. He well, and I'm still here. So well, are you? <laughs> Lucky Christmas enough. Christmas spirit, it's you. <laughs> right. I'm the ghost of Christmas past. Yeah, so this was... It's one of my favorite Christmas movies, and I am not a Christmassy sort of fella, mm-hmm. but I have to admit that this one gets me a bit into the spirit. There is something about it that I find it very heartwarming, yeah. and it's still very fun for me, and I know that I rewatched it a few years ago, sort of in the spirit of the podcast, because I wanted to see how it held up, and I... Uh... We don't watch any new movies. We won't be able to do this podcast in 10 years because <laughs> we won't watch any movies now. We're just rewatching no, old movies. No, Oh, God. Anyway. But I thought it was so wonderful. I don't even know how I'm going to be critical of it at all. Oh, well, let me be the Scrooge <laughs> McDuck on this one. No! <laughs> Quick three ghosts, visit him! <laughs> I did, when I was a kid, though, I loved Jim Varney. I loved Ernest. Mm-hmm. We had talked about Ernest before. We have, a, we have another a podcast on on Ernest. We've talked about him a few times. We've talked about Ernest Goes to Camp and also Ernest uh, Not Saves Halloween. No, Scared Stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was one of my favorites. My my The one that got me into Ernest the most was 
Ernest Goes to Jail. I love Ernest Goes to Jail. And we have to do that some because it's, it's it's one of the perfect movies. No, it's not. It's it's a horrible movie. What? But I what? But I loved it as a kid. I loved it so much. The the jury scene with him chewing it's the pen. It's unimpeachable. And the, <laughs> the Supreme Court would withhold Ernest Goes to Jail. The Supreme Court won't impeach unanimously. <laughs> so I I loved Ernest. I. Didn't like I thought Ernest Day of Christmas was like a kind of lesser Ernest movie, to be honest, when I was a kid. Whoa. I <laughs> I'm sorry to upset you. Bah right. humbug. I know. But I did like Ernest nonetheless. And I, I just thought that he like did wackier things in other movies. Like, right, like ride a cannon. <laughs> like ride a cannon. Really jumped Where's the, the cannon, cannon on that. Come, Mom. <laughs> no, but like this was before he made that movie. You were like the kid who wrote in requesting a movie where Ernest rides a cannon. You were like, maybe Ernest could ride a cannon instead of saving Christmas because Christmas is cool. Yeah, I saw Doctor Strange Love, and I was like, I need Ernest to do a take on this. <laughs> so, no, I, I, I'm, you know what I'm talking. He about. is like, like the, Peter the, Sellers. The. the <laughs> for for kids, he was like shooting electricity out his hands mm-hmm. in. Uh, goes to jail. Yeah, and he had like a villain. The villain was. We let's. We just got to talk about it later. We got to We have to do the movie. Later. But like, I I loved that wackiness. Right. And so for this, he played like you liked his scathing indictment character. of the prison industrial complex. <laughs> Yeah, I did. Yeah, I think he uh, he uncovered some cases, some cold yeah. cases that are still being uh, being investigated to this day. It's like serial season three, <laughs> right. for reals. Yeah, Ernest saves serial because <laughs> serial season two was not great. Well, I thought it was an important issue anyway. All right. So I didn't love love this movie. Rewatching it though, I have some I have some new ideas. Oh. I have some new thoughts on Ernest Saves Christmas. Maybe, uh, it uh, might have changed for me. It, it might have been the miracle. snow in your heart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I believe is a serious medical condition. <laughs> if it's snowing snow. in your heart, go to a doctor and get that checked out. You have snow in your heart. <laughs> is it serious? Uh, you, <laughs> You'll die you can't. on Jim Varney's death day. <laughs> it has, uh, it's, it's all at the bottom of your heart right now, but you can't turn upside down or swish around. It's like a snow globe. It's a very serious condition. You also have a miniature town in your heart. <laughs> <laughs> it just has the major landmarks and an overly large sign, but that might actually be there now. Yeah, you uh, take two who's and call me in the morning. <laughs> it's like the worst doctor in the world. Just all made up Dr. Seuss. <laughs> he so, was disbarred or totally whatever they do in totally the medical Dr. professions. Seuss. He it's lost like, his license. It's like he has a... <laughs> He has a hard time rhyming with all the the medical condition names. So he, that's where he started making up all the all the words. Oh God, Doctor Seuss. Yeah. Anyway, he actually I, had uh, linguistic aphasia. It's very serious. <laughs> anyway, we're not talking about Doctor no. Seuss. We're talking about Ernest, which is a, a wonderful movie, and I think we should you know yeah, take let's, it seriously. Let's get into it. Let's uh, let's so so what's what's Ernest about? What's Ernest? How does Ernest save Christmas? Let's get into it. Well, it first of all starts with an old man with a beard, yeah. white hair. Mm-hmm. He's getting off a plane, and he's talking to some dude from Toronto. Grandpa? <laughs> I think it must be. <laughs> it's just some dude. And yeah. he's like, oh, I have to be here in Miami, and I'm really going to miss the snow. That's my Christmas wish. I wish that it would snow. 
you know, people from Toronto, I don't know, like, he's a businessman. He wants to get from A to B. He wants it to snow, like, at home, like, here in Toronto. Yeah. Where we're, like, living in this white Christmas magical winter wonderland. Where it's actually right now just very cold. There's no snow. It's not cold. It's not anything. This is, (laughs) I'm wearing a jean jacket. And, like, a little hoodie. You're so Canadian. You're, like, half of a Canadian tuxedo right there. I just think that we should take this moment to <laughs> say, global warming people, when Ernest saved Christmas, he did not save the environment. No, that should be, like, the new take, the reboot, Ernest saves the environment. Oh, well, we can talk about my ideas for the reboot. <laughs> okay. Okay, great. <laughs> but this old man, he, uh, you know, despite traveling on a flight, he only has one piece of luggage. It's a big old red bag. It's so, sorry, sorry. It's a big old red sack. Yeah, you gotta talk about a sack. You cannot talk about a sack. No, because this movie talks about his sack a lot. The whole way through, there's his very big, large red sack, and inside his sack are his balls. <laughs> the glowing, glowing balls. Uh, Again, I think if they're glowing, you should go consult the medical professional. Why didn't you go when it was very red? You should have gone when it was red. (laughs) That's also a medical condition. Seek out Dr. We can wait this one out, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I don't trust the medical establishment. Anyway, he's an old man. He might not. But before he would talk about his sack and his boss, he is looking at children in the airport, like winking at them. With like sleigh bells ringing every time he does, like uh huh, it's <laughs> no, no, you can't. There's problems with this. You can't just nod your head and say, "Yeah, that's normal." No, the, it's it's a little creepy. Well, children make him feel alive because he works for children. He yeah, it's sort of suggested at this point that yeah. there's something different about this old man. <laughs> <laughs> He's not just your regular old gentle grandpa. No, he is a particular in a way. He's Santa Claus. He's Santa Claus. The whole thing, the the whole like putting off, revealing that he's Santa Claus while he's like winking at kids for a long time. <laughs> like, come on, scriptwriters, just just bump up the fact that he's Santa Claus so we don't get weirded out. <laughs> just so nice. you know, I'm Santa Claus. It's not weird. I'm winking at children. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, and he's so vague about where he's from. Like, he's like, oh, I'm from Toronto. He's like. I'm from up north, too. <laughs> it's like, okay. Sudbury? <laughs> Did you just get out of the clink? Like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, it's a Anyway, it's fine. We can make... Like, Santa is a creepy thing to kind of begin with if you go right into, like, delve into what Santa is. For sure. He, like, this movie is not responsible for any darkness associated. Night. Yeah. So, like... With the holidays. We can joke about that. I think that's, like, low-hanging fruit, so we'll definitely joke about it. But, so, he's in town to find one particular person. Yeah, that's right. He needs to find a replacement for Santa Claus, for himself, because he's getting old, he's losing the magic, he's Mm -hmm. starting to lose bladder control, (laughs) which has been a real theme this December. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, true, very true. And so he needs to renew the magic by passing on his mantle to somebody else. And the person he has in mind is a children's TV host by the name of Joe. And he's, Joe Rogers yeah. from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. No, you know, I would say he's more, again, in the Canadian mold. He's sort of like a Bram from Sharon Lois and Brab. <laughs> he's a Bram. Or an Eric Nagler. Yeah, yeah, okay. I see it. Because he has that beard. 
Didn't we have like Mr. Was Mr. Dressup Canadian? Mr. Dressup was in fact Canadian. Yeah. So no one will know what we're talking about. But he was our Mr. Rogers. Yeah, and I think he that, had a tickle trunk. He had a tickle trunk, which is also creepier than Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, why? Why would a trunk tickle you? But again, he was so wonderful. He was really wonderful. That's, yeah, that's very true. And I think he actually worked on the Mr. Rogers show at the beginning. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he he's yeah he's like a public access guy that didn't get like a lot of money from it. And they also talk about that as kind of a wink to Ernest at one point because he says like you're never going to make a lot of money being like a kids entertainer on television. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of like, oh, this is, you know, that's what you the think. Ernest that's writers. like a meta commentary from Jim Varney. He's Definitely. like, yeah, we like doing the weird commercials and stuff, but Ernest needs to make bank. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know how you make bank in America? Christmas movies. Selling that joy and holly jolly bullshit. <laughs> or becoming a slinky dog. That also works. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Either give toys. Or sell toys. Know <laughs> or, what I'm talking about? Or become the toy. That's when you make the most money. Yeah? When you are the toy. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like the level up. Yeah, that's like the Zen master of getting money from kids. <laughs> but we haven't even talked about Ernest yet, who is in fact in the title. Yeah, that's true. It is that's in true. fact his movie. He's before Christmas, so he's more important than Christmas in this movie. Well. I would say. We stopped celebrating Christmas and just started celebrating uh, Ernest? Ernest Day. That's great. Or Ernster. <laughs> Easter. No. no. Ernster. I don't know. Ernster <laughs> sounds like, like you have like some sort of weird ear infection that only Dr. Seuss told you. I don't you have that any longer. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Seuss rhymed that away. <laughs> so Ernest is a cab driver. Yeah, that's right. He's, he's like everyman. Travis Bickle. <laughs> Someday a real snow is going to come and cover all the shit on the streets. Oh, my God. And then that snow is going to melt. He comes does, spring and he, the shit will be there still. He does drive around a teenage girl. I mean, it's very <laughs> it's close. It's kind of Jodie Foster, yeah, yeah. It's very close to Taxi Driver, this movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think they just took the script for Taxi Driver and put, like, sleigh bells in it. Paul Schrader originally wrote Taxi Driver <laughs> as Ernest. <laughs> I have lived my life in the fast lane. I have an almost supernatural feel for the road beneath my tires. <laughs> Thrill driver! Reminds me of my old days on the figure eight track. And in car number nine, Ernest B. Warrell, the screaming demon, going for a second track record tonight. <laughs> know what I mean, Vern? <laughs> Vern is Paul Schrader. Yeah, he's just looking in the mirror. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. But uh, when we first see Ernest, he is, like, driving the Nazi from Temple of Doom in his taxi. <laughs> and his face is melting like he just opened the Ark of the Covenant. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, because they're going at blistering speeds down this highway. Yeah, he's not a very great driver. Well, he's a he's a great driver is what he says because he can, you know, he can get where you need to go fast. But And his... After the Nazi, his next guy is Santa Claus. <laughs> right. He <laughs> he only takes around caricatures of, <laughs> of crazy people. Yeah. Uh, a Nazi, Santa Claus, and Jesus Christ walk into a bar. <laughs> 
Ernest is the bartender. <laughs> yeah, so he's he's driving around. He gets Santa Claus, and he's kind of just fine with Santa Claus admitting that he's Santa Claus. Yeah, because Santa Claus has been doing the wink and nudge thing to everybody, being like, oh, I'm from somewhere up north. Yeah. Oh, did I, I have to mention that Santa Claus is the same guy who played the Sultan in Aladdin. Really? Yeah. Like the voice? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. I love that fact. That's so funny. Great fact. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he, Ernest is the only one who sort of like is okay with it because he has like the sort of innocence of a, a child. child. Oh, I see what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. He... <laughs> He is sort like of like the child messiah. <laughs> what? Oh, oh, of 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 Christmas fame. Yeah, he represents the newborn saying. babe. That's interesting. <laughs> that's my that's, that's my take. That's really cool. He is in that manger the entire time. That was a weird that was a weird call <laughs> by the He also we also at this time see the guy that is on this public access show and his agent who is a kind of slime ball agent. Yeah. And I love that he has a slime ball like Hollywood agent that is like slumming it with this guy for some reason. He's not working with anyone bigger and he's like, We gotta get you money. We gotta get me money. He's I don't know. You're just wishing that your agent was that involved in your life. <laughs> just like with me at every Wait, step of the way. What are you way? doing with this podcast thing? <laughs> every time I talk to a homeless person, she's like, No, no, you gotta keep walking, Blake. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah I, I'm not going to give you 10% on top of that. I'm not going to make 10%. Come on. Well, you know, that agent, I believe his name is Robert Lesser, is in another very important Christmas movie. Die Hard. Really? Yeah, he's a, a guy that John McClane is talking to on a plane. Oh, he is. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. The Die Hard Hark connection. The angels <laughs> sing glory to the newborn king, Ernest. <laughs> Who is Ernest? It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> That's great. He should have told Ernest to make ball, like fists with his feet. That would have been great. But uh, Santa, they drive Santa to this community center, but he leaves his sack in Ernest's taxi. You got to watch that door. <laughs> <laughs> It'll get you on the way out every yeah, time. Yeah. Every time. And also, meanwhile, he picks up Blossom's understudy. <laughs> it's so true. She like looks like Alanis Morissette did <laughs> when she was a teenager. It's yeah. so funny. When, before she was Alanis Morissette, she was just Alanis. Yeah, true. <laughs> she's running away from a bill that she didn't pay at a restaurant. Yeah, dine and dashing. Uh, she's dine and dashing. The guy fucking chases her. Like, this is a teenage girl, and he's, like, willing to almost tackle her to to get her. And she escapes into Ernest's cab, and the old man didn't have any money. So when Ernest goes back to his, to you know, his, his uh, the cab company, he has Taxi stand, you can say it. Taxi stand. I, well, I didn't want to assume. <laughs> he hasn't got any fares all day, because yeah. he's just rescued people. Well, what it is, I kind of love it, because it's so, like, innocent and yeah. stupid. Is that Santa gave some kid a playset, which had like a large amount of fake currency, <laughs> and I must have. Oh dear! Santa's a total C three PO. Santa's like a fence for sure. <laughs> Santa's just going around the world, taking things from one, bringing them to other people. He's yeah. like the best. He's the best mule that I've ever heard of. Yeah. Yeah. He can eat, how, how, how much kilos of Coke could he fit in that sack? Well, 
I mean, I got a Blaine's funny name for you. <laughs> One of the producers on this movie, his name is Coke Sams. <laughs> okay, that's a good. And that's a good name. While those Christmas carols are playing at the beginning of the movie, what are we seeing? All these classical images of Coke Santa. Yeah. So maybe this movie is trying to send us a message <laughs> to do coke. That's good. It's a good message. That's not for the, the kids. message, Blaine. <sighs> Ernest wouldn't say that. He brings actual snow. <laughs> not the other kind of snow that you find in Florida. <laughs> how how awful would would it be be named Coke as your name? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you meet a guy named Pepsi, and they're like your like enemy for life. I've met somebody named Pepsi. Oh, I have too. We both know a woman yeah, named Pepsi. Yeah, that's right. She's I mean, very nice. Can you imagine? Yeah, if she met Coke, <laughs> I'm Doctor Pepper. <laughs> Still not a doctor, Doctor Seuss. You can't just change your name and become a doctor again. Really, anybody can call themselves a doctor. Why don't you be Doctor Blaine? I'll be Doctor Rob. <laughs> <laughs> and when we get arrested, we can just go back and be Dr. Mario and be fine. <laughs> it can't work that way. Actually, Dr. Mario got me addicted to pills. <laughs> yeah, you can't just like be a fake doctor and change your name to Dr. Oz, you know? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, yeah, he's a real monster. <laughs> he's a real fake doctor, for sure. But we'll get into more of the real Christmas spirit after this break. 
Yeah, he like brings out a ball and it transforms in his hand to what he thought this runaway teen uh, would want for Christmas. Yeah. Which is like a flamingo. She didn't want that. So this movie, I mean, it's kind of amazing that they invent or like, you know, show us this entire mechanism for Santa because this sort of circumvents the entire like factory, the elves with the hammers. Yeah, the elves in this movie are just like secret service for Santa. We see two elves, but what about all the elves who have been laid off? <laughs> From It was like one elf made like the AI balls and then everyone else got laid off. Yeah. This is what our future is going to be like in the world. Yeah. When computers take over all our jobs. It's just going to be glowing balls. <laughs> this is going to be glowing balls doing everything for us. Yeah. But this girl, because she's like kind of, you know, a bad kid. Sure. An awful person. Well, she's, she, you know, she hates her mom, I guess, and she's running away, and she doesn't have any money. What's she supposed to do? Yeah. And she kind of backs Ernest up. I think she's a good character. I think she's a good, yeah. good person, because she, like, kind of supports Ernest. But she, like, steals the thing and tries to, like, get all of the all the things that she wants. Oh, yeah. What a dick. And then she has she's to, awful. like, hide them I around the house. <laughs> Yeah, no, she's the worst. No, she's just she's just a little lost, you know? And uh, Santa knows. Santa knows that she's done this. Right. He's kind of testing her. This is a little Santa test to decide whether she gets coal or, like, her family back you, for Christmas. Are you saying that Santa intentionally left his bag in Ernest's car? I think he intentionally left his sack around someone else to see what they'd do with it. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> you started with the sack thing. I'm yeah. just following through on it. You didn't have to finish it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I you really worked the sack, Blaine. <laughs> don't. I mean, this whole movie is through and through with like weird, creepy things. Like I know. Like it's a castration allegory. It's okay. It could be. Santa has this sack, which represents his power. But right. this woman steals it, and she wants to use it to get things, like <laughs> stereos or whatever. And he needs to uh, give it to a younger man. What a, <laughs> what a Samson and Delilah story this is. <laughs> really turned out. That, no, I. it's also weird that, like, Ernest takes this girl home to his home. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's nice because she has nowhere else to stay, but it's, like, weird. That yeah, because, like, she seems like she's a youth. She's she's very young, yes. And Ernest is a weird 40-year-old skinny dude. <laughs> but he has, like, the imagination of a child, so is therefore not a predator. I don't know. It, like, very much I would have been scared if I were her because also he acts so weird. He is kind of weird. <laughs> He's a little bit, like, in your face. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of, it, it's kind of the setup for um, for Split, that like M Night Shyamalan movie, because Ernest has all these different like personalities, and he takes the young girl home, and then he becomes these different personalities in front of her. I was oh like waiting God. for the Sh- Shyamalan like twist on this, <laughs> where he's actually Santa Claus at the end. Close, I could Close. see that. Yeah, that's yeah. a theory. Do you like the guy that plays? The would-be Santa Claus. Not the old man, but the public access guy. Joe. I don't think... He's kind of a dick. He's kind of a dick. He's not the greatest actor. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be judgy on that. 
Wow. I feel bad. I feel bad about being judgy on that. It's just like we're spoiled. We're spoiled with so many good actors in all these major movies. And then when you see a bad actor, you're like, oh, yeah, okay. That wasn't that wasn't the greatest. Wow. And uh, Yeah. I, uh, I guess I'm being really uh, a Grinch. You just ruined Christmas. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, he, his character's hard to like. But I sort of – I like his – like the emotional journey of the character where he's like, should I still do these kids things that I really love even though – you know, he's been burned by it, Blaine. Like, <laughs> he put his whole faith into giving these kids entertainment and education and teaching them values. And what yeah. does he got? Jack fucking shit. So he decides that he's going to do this monster movie where he has to say, like, die, motherfucker, or you son of a bitch to the yeah. shape of water, I actually- fish. <laughs> <laughs> he also sleeps with that fish later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he does. He does. He That's the later scene. Things. He's cool with that. It's just a saying, you bitch. Is, he's not cool with. No. I love that po- plot point in this movie. It's such <laughs> a weird thing that he has to do. It's like a little adult, uh, but, uh, you know, dumbed down for for kids. And I. it's kind of like, it reminds me of like Scrooged in a way. Like right. there's some like weirdness there. It felt li- like a little 80s. Anyway, yeah. I, I, I really like that part. Yeah, I yeah. like it too. But you're right. All he does is be like, ah, uh, <laughs> do I want to be Santa Claus? Do I want to be the, in a horror movie? The biggest action he takes is to like shave. <laughs> That's all he does is shave. Yeah. Well, the beard is everything. Cause it's so funny. It's representative of Santa's magic. <laughs> In this movie, the, like, long, dark night of the soul is when Santa sees that this guy has shaved his beard. He yeah. goes, you shaved the beard? This can't work anymore. Mm-hmm. And, he's like, and then, like, a second later, he's like, we can make this work. It's like, all right, fine. Yeah. There's no real, like, comeuppance for this. Yeah. But well, we didn't even talk about the part where Santa goes to jail. Right. I actually like that part, too. the guy from Die Hard... He, you know, calls the cops on Santa to get him away from the agent. So they book Santa. Yeah. They send him down to the precinct. Yeah. You know. He has little snowflakes in his uh, in his fingerprints. Yeah. That's how you know he's Santa. I like that. Yeah. And then it's Ernest. like how you can spot, like, Adam and Eve because they have no belly button. You know, I was like, this is like Santa with the star. Yeah. It's so funny because all these guys, like, really get into it. He starts, like, singing Christmas carols with them. Yeah, and I, I love that scene where the guy, he, he's like orchestrating and then the guy way down the hall like sings the last little bit. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. That's one of the jokes that really works in this movie. I like laughed out loud at that. Well, I really love the authenticity of the whole Santa Claus character. And I like the whole Santa Claus storyline. That all works for me. Ernest isn't even almost the main character. He doesn't learn a thing. <laughs> But Santa learns. No, Ernest is like a perennial character. He's like every sitcom character. He's the exact same. But I like how so much of it is on Santa's journey himself. And also he starts like romancing that old lady. (laughs) He does romance the old lady. It's so funny because at the end he's like, I guess I'm not Santa anymore. I don't know what to do. And she's (laughs) like, we'll find something to do. Whoa, hey, calm down. Buy Santa drinks first. (laughs) Jesus. The weird thing is, is that full of jelly. the weird thing is, is that there is a Mrs. Claus. <laughs> you well, keep, she's, is there? She's the same. She stays up in North Pole. New guy has to be married to her. <laughs> she doesn't get changed out. No, no, no. Oh my god! But they do. But it's a different rotation. <laughs> it's, 
That's it's awkward. So, it's so awkward halfway through your relationship, just someone, hey, I'm coming in. Uh, I'm going to be Mrs. Claus. I'm the new Mrs. Claus. Nice to meet you. Uh, don't really Ooh. gel together, but uh, I'm sure it'll work out. <laughs> That's weird. But they have to break Santa out of prison. <laughs> yeah. Which is a great excuse for Ernest to use some of his patented disguises. Yeah, he, he becomes an old man, and then they infantilize uh, the young girl even more in this movie. And I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> what do you like mean? It. What do you mean? I don't know. They just, like, make... I don't know. They, like... You have, like, one female character in this movie. Right. And it's, like, a runaway teen, and then they make her do, like, the whole stupid schoolgirl thing. I don't know. It just felt like a, a male know. producer's kind of fantasy in there being like, ah, let's do that. I don't know. It just felt weird. I didn't like it. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's – I didn't no? get any weird vibes okay. from that. Okay. I That's mean, nice. I do think That's that good. they, like, sometimes sexualize her in a way. Like, there's one point where she's, like, lying on a couch and the camera, like, you know, sort of swoops up her body. Yeah. Was she supposed to be a teen? Uh, anyway, that stuff bothers me. Yeah. But in this, I think, like, I don't see her as not having any power or anything in that situation. Like, she's supposed to be, like, the governor's daughter. Sure. Who is on some sort of field trip, fact-finding mission, trying to do, like, you know, very, important very activism yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I sort of bought that. Clement here, Astor Clement. I'm with the governor's state correctional institutional prison affair treatment task force. And this is the governor's niece, Mendy. <laughs> Mendy's writing a school paper on how government really works. Oh, nice. This is a surprise inspection, Chief. <laughs> now, wait just a minute. Do you need an education to be chief, or can just anybody do it? We had to fight our way through an army of TV cameramen just to get in here. Now, look here. I don't know what... Is that S-P-I-N-K-S or S-P-E-N? For me, like, it didn't seem creepy. Again, Ernest doesn't have a libido. Like, Ernest lost his sack. That's his whole thing. That's why he has no sexual if, urges. If, if there was a movie called, like, Ernest Gets His Groove Back, that would be the worst <laughs> movie. Like, I would not want to watch that movie. Like, Ernest trying to date would be awful thing to watch. Well, isn't I'm so like, glad he has no libido. There are some people who I feel, like, I've read about this, who they don't have any libido. They assume that they're asexual. Yeah. And then I think, like, one guy, he found out that he had a brain tumor or something, and then he got it removed. And then all of a sudden, he needed to fuck. <laughs> oh, he needed God. to fuck bad. <laughs> and that same thing could happen to Ernest, like once they remove his brain you know tumor. That's kind of a good plot for a movie. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Just someone like suddenly discovering their sexuality like at 40, being like, I don't know what to do with this. I'm a teenager again. <laughs> it's throbbing, though. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it writes itself. Uh, God. Yeah, I'm probably not going to get that one. No, prob- it's it's probably important already. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, so you think that Ernest has a brain tumor is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Or what's that thing? I mean, it's parodied in The Simpsons when he has the cram up his brain, but it's really about a guy who is, like, simple, and then they fix his brain, and then he... Flowers for Algernon. Yeah. Yeah, that's the saddest book I've ever read. He's I, all I Algernon. that book. I couldn't finish it because I was crying. It's such a good book. Well, I couldn't finish that Simpsons episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So, well, I mean, he puts I, the crayon back in his brain. I really, I really want to. I really want to let this movie be the innocent movie it is. Right. But there's some creepy things in it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I mean, I had to also look at it with a critical eye, and uh, yeah, there are some creepy things. Yeah. I mean, I think it tries to be innocent, but, you know, it does sort of sexualize the lone female character. A <laughs> little bit. But they break Santa out of jail, which is kind of what they were in there to do. And yeah. everyone's really protective of Santa, which I really like, because he can turn even the hard, most hardened criminal into the, the little kid they once were. Well, you know? I mean, this is also a moment. Let's be critical of it for not talking about justice reform. <laughs> well, that's what this Santa movie Claus was meant to do. Santa Claus should have never been in jail in the first place. And most of those people shouldn't have been in jail. Minorities, people who are, like, you know, targeted by the police. It looked like they were in jail because they dressed a certain way. That's yeah. What, I think it might have been the costume department, too. <laughs> but it might have just been. They were, they were extras in Ernest Goes to Jail. <laughs> yeah. Well, some of them had one line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and those extras, they had great extras. That guy with, like, he had, like, a scar from, like, yeah. the back of his head to the to his chin. Like, it was, I was, like, great. Well, Extra finding. I love everybody, like, the casting of the Ernest movies. In particular, this one, I think, is amazing. Like, they get people who, like, look the part. And now, if it were a movie today, it would be, like, all celebrities that we know. Like, yeah. it'd be, like, Adam Driver and... Uh, yeah. Um, Dakota Fanning. Yeah, but it feels like they get sometimes like non-actors in roles to like do things. Yeah, I mean but, they're a little bit community theater. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I kind of like, they probably did it like not at all SAG, like without the unions. They they probably didn't pay anyone anything. Yeah, there was no Christmas bonuses for these actors. <laughs> no, not at all. No. We didn't even talk about the the B plot to this movie, where two airport workers. Are are discover that there are reindeer in the right. uh, being transported? Yeah, Chuck and Buck, or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I I, I love that. I, I love it just those makes guys. The whole movie. It's so silly, and they're such like they're they're the uncle that always wanted to make you laugh when you were a kid. That would like do, like cross cross his eyes and like yeah. try to put his bottom lip over his nose or something like that. And be like, that's weird and funny, and it's. Uh, and silly, and I, I like both of them a lot. Like the pig squeal the guy does when the hoof comes out of the thing. Like yeah. I laughed a lot at that. It was so weird. But the eye thing, like it started really scaring my girlfriend. <laughs> it is scary. It's very weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, that could be a brain tumor his, thing. He puts his eyes back and forth really, really fast and uh, and does it a lot. Like that's his thing. That's his go-to. Yeah. I feel like every take, there, he, he was like, can I take this? Can I – I went to Juilliard. Can I really, like, <laughs> try to act this? And they're like, yeah, yeah, but first do one of those eye things. And he was like, all right. And then that's the only t- take they used is the eye because <laughs> that's all he did. Yeah. No, I mean, like, he could have had John Goodman's career, but every take he has to do that fucking eye thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 he auditioned yeah, yeah, yeah. for the Coen brothers to do <laughs> – Barton Fink. Yeah, he was like E. Emmett Smith or whatever that guy's <laughs> name is. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not going to work. His name is like Gayard Setar. I don't know. It's like a sort of French existentialist name. <laughs> well, he was also a philosopher. So, yeah, that's right. That was yeah. his like other bag. This is yeah. how he this is how paid he made money for yeah. philosophy. But <laughs> paid for yeah. all those croissants he was eating. Yeah. And yeah. most of his philosophy is about the contradiction of taking money for oh, you know, commercial yeah. art. I mean, he'd know. Yeah. He'd know. The other guy 
his like uh, you, you know Abbott his Costello is um, is great. His face is so like expressive and so unique. Yeah, uh, he does nothing but have one look. But I love it. It's but I mean that's look. that's his skill, <laughs> and I think that's what like this movie is so great about. And the whole earnest verse. Mm-hmm. The, oh wow! Okay, is great in that like it's a throwback to old vaudeville routines to yeah. like characters. Yeah. Ernest is in a way like Charlie Chaplin, like the Tramp. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Are you gonna throw up? <laughs> I'm like trying to find a nice way of just blowing that comment up <laughs> because. I don't know if Ernest is like the truth. I just he does a lot of weird characters. He's he's kind of like the the kid in your grade school that would just like do a lot of things for attention, yeah, and then never shut up. And that's Ernest, just in a human grown up body. Dude, that's me. <laughs> you don't you don't do that. You have you have some some thoughts. You have a master's. You're fine. You're a smart man. You know you you don't. Ernest your eyes has a PhD. <laughs> a PhD. Can you imagine bad he, character work? He's probably like he was a Rhodes scholar or something. <laughs> Not the way he drives. <laughs> um, anyway. Know what I mean? Know what I mean for. <laughs> so. He does do the um, when he goes to see the new the you know would be Santa. He does do the old lady in the neck brace, which is one of my favorite characters. Yeah, of his that I one's think really that, good. That's the one character he can do very very well. I also like Snake Handler. <laughs> you know what? I, I gave one of these to my boy last year. <laughs> Here's that's just where Billy Bob got Sling Blade from. This yeah. movie is the proto movie. Proto bad Santa. It's proto everything. Yeah. I, oh, I did want to say while we were on the weirdness of this movie. Oh no. There is the scene where because the girl she steals Santa's and runs away with it, and she, she just, only ugh. gets the spirit of Christmas back when some kids in the bus station are arguing about whether Santa's real, and then she's like, "He is so real," and. <laughs> You know, I stole his sack. If he's not real, then whose sack is this? <laughs> Does this poor homeless man be like, where's all my stuff? This is a horrible teenager girl. But she goes back and sees Santa and apologizes. And if you didn't know the context, it would sound a bit weird. And I feel like I should play a clip of that. I just I got to thinking about you. And Ernest, and uh, just a whole bunch of things, and I think I really got things figured out. I I even called my mom, and I'm gonna go home. I'm sure she was worried about you. Yeah, especially when I told her who I was with. <laughs> Yeah, okay, that sounds weird. It's like, it's kind of sexual. <laughs> That's a little And sexual. like the part where she said that she wanted to have a three-way with Santa and Ernest? No, that didn't happen. I mean, it's inferred. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think You heard so. the clip. <laughs> don't put words in my mouth. 
Yeah. So, but she does kind of save the day. Santa with those elves. I I really like the elves. I like I'm the not elves gonna lie. Too. Yeah, and they, they do, do the whole. They do a good job. Yeah, they get the sleigh there on time. Ernest mm-hmm. does like some wacky sleigh antics, and to get and then it's finally like exactly the ending of Jingle All the Way with like him flying around. It's I feel like they use the same like rotoscoping as well. It's, it looked like the same animation. I mean, it's entirely up. different than Jingle All the Way in so many ways. No, in so many ways. Parade. I mean, <laughs> this movie okay, is big. It's big, and it's you know it tries to be very Hollywood, and it tries to like use all these effects and be a sort of big thing. And in 1988, it was hard. Like, think about people were like, "You'll believe a man can fly" when Superman came out, and now you look at Superman, it looks like crap. Right. Well, yeah. Relatively. Yeah. But Ernest, I mean, it's the same sort of thing. And I also think like the Ernest sort of character, the Ernest production, he is an independent filmmaker. He has been like doing this on his own. Yeah. Like, you know, outside of Hollywood without the big studios, though this was, I think, made by Touchstone or something like that. (laughs) But he earned his way to doing this. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I think it works awesomely. And yeah. when the sleigh, like, stops on a nose, like, just before it hits the ground, it's completely vertical. And then Ernest turns to the camera and goes, air brakes. <laughs> <It's, laughs> it fills my heart. I think the exact same joke was used in a Looney Tunes episode, though. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'll try to find it. Try it's a tribute. It. <laughs> it's, a, it's an homage. Yeah. I And Ernest is... is uh, Slinky Dog can do it. He knows those guys. <laughs> it's a fun character. He saves Christmas. And yeah. that's what matters in this movie. You probably appreciated that in 1988. <laughs> I did. You know, I, I, I didn't watch this movie as a kid. What? I watched all the other Ernest movies. I only watched this movie when I was in my early 20s with my friend at Christmas because he was like, this is my favorite Christmas movie. Well, that's why you don't believe in Santa. <laughs> no, I mean, Santa's real? Oh, God. What are we doing? I mean, it is no, a movie, I think. kids listen to this podcast? I hope not. No. All right. I mean, there are some... I mean, this movie isn't universally loved. It isn't. It isn't the best Ernest movie either, I don't think. Yeah. Ernest Goes to Camp, I think, is like the more universally beloved Ernest movie. I feel like you're like you're telling me that there's no Santa Claus. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to like hurt your feelings or, uh, or take away the magic. I just don't know why we have to compare them. You know, Maybe like this one can just be special in its own right. way, and we don't have to worry about whether it's better than Ernest goes to jail. Right. It's like uh, your kids that you give presents to. You can't you can't tell which kid is your favorite. No, I mean there are subtle ways you can tell. But you're <laughs> not supposed you gave to explicitly the best say <laughs> right. no. Yeah. It's weird. The guy changes his mind pretty easily about becoming Santa Claus, too. Just because he doesn't want to swear on a set in front of children. Yeah. And then also he becomes magic and makes it snow. And that Torontonian guy lets his workers off early for the holidays as a result, which is yeah. kind of nice. I like. I still can't figure out quite where that guy fits in. Like, no. it seems like <laughs> no, he's, he's so like weird. the person telling the story or something like that. Yeah. Like at one point he's like carrying a Toronto newspaper at the beginning. Like maybe he goes home and he writes a story in the Toronto Star. Yeah. And then that's how it gets communicated to the world. It becomes that like Ernest a Christmas tradition. Christmas. Like, 
the Christmas story. <laughs> I also like his his change of heart being he is like, no, I'm not going to give you Christmas off. You got to work. You got to work. And then he sees the snow, like immediately goes, and you can take Christmas off. Like it was such a <laughs> weird direct turn of heart. It's so funny. Snow does that. Snow does that. The first time. He's like, I got to get home. All the airports are going to be closed with snow in, in Florida. No one knows how to handle that here. Oh, yeah, that's right. People are going to lose their shit. <laughs> Like some people, because I'm from northern Ontario, so I know snow. Snow (laughs) doesn't bother me. Like we have the snow, you know, but in Toronto, you know, the first snow, people get like a little bit crazy. And as you go more south, people only get crazier. Yeah. Because of the snow I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you besmirch those southerners. Or east or, or west, you know, because uh, Vancouver doesn't get much snow. And oh when my it does, God. no one knows what to do. My Vancouver Christmas was so nice. <laughs> Where there was no snow? No snow. Uh, how do you have a Christmas without snow, though? You enjoy going outside. All right. That sounds nice, actually. You smoke weed on your balcony. It's amazing. <laughs> Wait, did you smoke weed before you watched this movie? Like the first time? No, no, no. Now. Maybe. <laughs> I think I know now why you're defending it so much. I feel like it would be much better high, this well, movie. everything's better high. Life's better high, Blaine. <laughs> what, all right, all right. What have I been saying all these years? Okay, we got to get... I think this movie stands up we gotta regardless... We got to get like, Aurora as a sponsor or something. ...of our mental state. I would welcome a cannabis sponsor, and I will do recommendations. Check out The yeah. White Widow in time for Christmas. Yeah. I mean, the widow part's not fun on Christmas. <laughs> But that could be like a Hallmark thing. (laughs) White Widow on Christmas. All the people listening that were about to give us sponsorships just hung up their phone. They had the phone in their hand, and then they listened to that, and they hung it up. They were from Toronto. They were that guy from Toronto seeing snow for the first time. And now you have to work on Christmas. And now you have to. I just listened to this podcast. Everyone's working on Christmas. So did you think this was was rewatchable, Rob? Plain. I think I know the answer. I thought this was so rewatchable. <laughs> I think that there are things that I can be critical about it for. I've never seen you love a movie as much as as this. It just does everything for me. I love I love Ernest. I think he's like such a great character. Like he's the fool and he allows us to yeah. sort of enjoy the sort of silliness of Christmas, the sort of like juvenile aspects about it even though yeah, he's like we're the adults, har- the harlequino. Of 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 course yes, and then we have the pantaloon. Oh, in nice. the form of Santa Claus. Yeah. Is that how it works? <laughs> right. I, think, I didn't pay much attention to Commedia dell'arte because I thought it was kind of lame. I, th- I think pantaloons is what pirates wore. <laughs> no, they wore uh, breeches. <laughs> is that why it's into the breeches once yeah. more, dear friends? <laughs> they just wanted to have sex before they went and died in battle. Got to do it once. Yeah, it's fair enough. <laughs> like Santa is having sex at the end of this movie. Yeah. That's nice. Well, he probably has, like, I mean, not blue balls. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we know the color of his sex. <laughs> They're multicolored. We, we've said it many times on this podcast. Uh, I think that's so beautiful, though, and it wraps it up. So, I mean, there are so many elements of this movie that I love besides Ernest, mm. and it just it does it for me, and I enjoy watching it, and I will rewatch it 
next Christmas probably, or maybe the Christmas after that. I don't know. Mm. It's a good one. I think it's full of magic and wonder. That is that is really nice. That is really nice. <laughs> what I, do you think, Blaine? I keep it, in mind that you know. <laughs> Christmas is a hard time for people, and maybe their only present is thinking that Ernest says Christmas is rewatchable. <laughs> okay, okay, whoever that person is, I will, I will be easy on it. Um, I there's some there's some weird. Uh, okay, just say it. There's some there's some creepy things in this movie, but on top of that, Santa has expressed the fact that he has Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of sad for that woman that just started dating him because she's going to fall in love to someone who's not going to know who she is very soon, and that's a very sad. It's a very sad, tragic thing that's happening there. Yeah, but it's like away from her. Yeah, <laughs> but but the but better Santa Gordon Pinsent. But uh, but but a better movie, and then and then she, the girl in this movie, the runaway, goes home for Christmas, and that's uh, you know. As a, as a hard-hearted person, maybe you might take me to be when talking about this movie, and maybe that's a little, a little schmaltzy is what you'd say. But that's very true. Yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of people that are on the streets, like uh, you know, run away from home during the year, uh, hate their parents, go home at Christmas. Hear that, Blaine's mom? Blaine's coming home for Christmas. <laughs> and no, he's I sorry. love you, mom. But yeah, it's it's a I, I love that fact because it makes me believe so much more in Christmas because it's you think there would be overflow in in um, in places that take in people, but it's it's actually the opposite statistically, which is very nice that people actually go home and try to reconcile with their family on Christmas. Yeah. So this movie kind of the coldest time of the year. It's a good time yeah. to reconcile. <laughs> yeah. The longest night for sure. <laughs> so this movie remind me of that uh, has some like tragic things in it. It has some creepy things. It's a it's a fun movie to watch. Mm-hmm. It's a fun movie to talk about. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm on the fence about whether it's rewatchable. I'm going to oh, say that I, I'm not going to say it's not rewatchable. I'm going to say that it's partly rewatchable if you rewatch it and talk to Rob about it. <laughs> he makes it even more rewatchable. Wow, Blaine, that is uh, that's very generous of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Merry Christmas, Rob. Merry Christmas, Blaine, and Merry Christmas to everyone out there in podcast land. Yeah. Thanks for joining us all this year. Talk about movies. That is really, it's a gift that you give to us to be able to keep talking to you guys. Yeah. I mean, I guess we're like, we always make jokes and we always, uh, you know. We don't make jokes. Never take things seriously. But it is, it is a big boon to both of us to know that people are listening to this and uh, and that uh, and writing in and that it makes your lives, yeah. I don't know, less boring for an hour. Mm-hmm. So, it's a bounty that we partake of. <laughs> your your bounty. So thanks it's for your bounty. It's a paper towel. <laughs> it, it really is the quicker picker upper. It up. <laughs> And it picks us up at Christmas time, so thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, and follow us on Facebook. <laughs> and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Do we have to do that? We have to do the whole thing after we do this nice thing. We have to go, hey. And you can donate on Patreon uh, and buy a rewatchability t-shirt. God, we're, we're, this is Christmas. This is like the capitalist shilling that we do. Tell your friends. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.